0: On tonight's episode of Midwest Mania Outdoors, I sit down and have a talk with Tom Adelman from Dirt Nap Gear. Sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and enjoy. Hey, Tom. how do you I'm doing great, man. How are you? Pretty good. So, you want to introduce yourself once sure. again? Sure. My name's
1: Tom Adelman. I'm the president and owner of Dirt Nap Gear. We make broadheads.
0: Yes, yes you do. Fun. Pretty good broadheads, too.
1: <laughs> I appreciate um, that.
0: No problem. Oh, uh, you want to tell tell my listeners how you got started making broadheads?
1: You bet. We make a uh, fixed blade broadheads and single bevel and double bevel designs. And um, this is, I guess, our ninth year in business. And started out, I was doing a lot of international hunting, and I just wanted a broadhead that was a fixed blade that performed well, was easy to resharpen, and uh, that I knew would penetrate well. And so that's kind of what I designed something that I wanted to shoot, and we just kind of brought it to market. That works
0: because. In the inter- international game, you can't use mechanical broadheads, can you?
1: Yeah, certain countries or even certain outfitters will restrict your ability to to shoot a mechanical. So, so, some of it's just a guide and outfitter, and some of it truly have regulations where you're you can't use
0: them in that country. That's what I thought. I had the yeah. uh, I had Troy Fowler on a few episodes ago, and we talked. We didn't really get into that, but we sort of got into that. Yeah. We. we were... Everybody thinks that th- that episode was going to be like all like all about broadheads, and it was more about fishing than anything else. <laughs> That's good. <That's laughs> oh so, yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm a. So, before you started this, what did you do for a living? I'm a automotive technician by trade. So okay, yeah,
1: I'm a, a attorney, but I still do my regular job and this job. So I do do them both. So
0: when you get some sleep? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I tell yeah. you, man, right, right now is a good time of year. It finally slowed down. We've got trade shows coming on, but from probably about, I would say, actually June through Christmas, it's just mayhem, man, because working a regular job and then working – we've got two employees working – getting broadheads out to both dealer orders and, and customer orders. It gets it gets nuts. So,
0: But I enjoy it. Now, uh, are you going to – I know you had the Titan. I'm a traditional bow hunter. I put down the put down the compound a few years ago and picked the bow. Started out with a recurve. Now I'm at, now I'm with a long bow and I don't think I will go back to a compound. Sweet. Oh, yeah. So, uh, are you? I know you make all your fixed blade, uh, fixed blades, uh, or fixed blades, but are you know, like. Just make uh some traditional heads for like yeah. I'll tell you what stuff. kind.
1: of, It's funny that you say that because that's also kind of. I've always shot both, and some years I've dictate you know only done traditional, and I've gone back and forth. But that's the reason I even made the broadhead to start with is I was doing a lot of front of center tuning. And trying to figure out what head my, at the time I was shooting a 54 pound at 28 recurve and trying to figure out my spine and what I needed, and I got aggravated. I was having to buy different weight broadheads or field points and broadheads just to see what I could get to work. And so I added a little, came up with those little weight collar that it would make the same head 100 grains, or you can screw a little weight collar on and make it a 125. And as then I increased that line to 150, and then it's got a weight collar 175, and now I offer a 200 grain head, you make 225. So. To answer your question, yeah, the perp in our, in our broadheads, for those that don't, that don't know, are really a basic two blade design with a bleeder. There's really not, uh, there's little variations of that throughout the lineup. Um, and we do have a four blade, but a true four blade. But
0: the two blade with the bleeder is our,
1: our bread and butter head.
0: Now, do you make a, like the original dirt nap without the bleeders? we don't
1: and the reason right now is that the way and i may redesign them a little bit the current design is the bleeder helps stabilize the blade in the ferrule and honestly i think helps stabilize the flight but that's only generally on the on the faster bows but um long story short at this point
0: no we the bleeder is integrated into the ferrule and the main blade like i'm a i'm an automotive technician and slash like fabricator so i uh tweaked my dirt naps and i uh I, be, I don't know I don't I, I made a I took the blades out and made a a piece to fit in there so I can screw it down and yeah. it takes up that yeah and nice. that's I, I just been shooting two blades I I don't like bleeders because I never can get them to sharpen they are it, difficult yeah. it's not from your broadheads it's like every broadhead shot with bleeders. all of them and and
1: frankly, I don't even know that it's, you know, like you said, universal about that it's just because it's such a small surface area to try to get sharp. I mean, you can yeah. get them out and get them on a KME or completely just, but even then it's still, I mean, bleeders yeah. just aren't very long. There's not a very long cutting surface. no matter. Or what. when I'm them, I'll hit,
0: I'll, I'll hit myself and I'm, I'm, I'll bleed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? So what did but, you yeah. make, man?
1: Did you make like a little, like a, almost a little piece of U metal, or did you drill it, tap it, like, to where you can put a screw through that center? Would you? Would I uh
0: i took a i broke a, I hold broke intake manifold movement of intake manifold and built it down, yeah, and took a little chunk out and uh tapped and thread it and screwed it right in there okay, okay <laughs> I got bored at work one day
1: that's cool no <laughs> well, that's neat, yeah but that's yeah. the greatest part about boat and bow hunting, i think man especially like traditional is being able to experiment with different stuff you know and try cool cool new new stuff
0: so no uh. Yeah. I got uh my our mutual friend Charles Jones from Drawhead Barn. He sent me some. Is uh, I don't know if they're whacker. They're like squirrel. They're squirrel tips. They're not like your traditional doodle points. Yeah. And he sent me those, and those things are fun to shoot. I stump shoot a lot, so they come in handy. They stick in and they pull out knives, and they're forgiving.
1: Yeah, so you're not chasing your arrows all over the woods and/or breaking and bending a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. and the in, and I shoot. Uh, I don't know if you shoot victory arrows, but like the inserts of them have that st- stupid collar on the outside. Yep, yep. And they like pull out, and these the they have like little hook blades on them that are out yeah. forward. They hit and they make a bigger bigger penetration, so they, they don't hit the collar at all. Oh, that's so, nice, too, then. So, yeah, not damaging your arrows, then. I mean, yeah, but like when you shoot, like, frozen stuff, like I did this when – I live in Illinois, so it got pretty cold out here, and I shot shot one or, like, a frozen stump with a 35 pounds, but I have a 31-inch draw, so – Wow. It, it, yeah. So, so I, really there, from, you really probably used
1: to pull in low 40s? Like 43.
0: Like, like 40, like, 40 yeah. from four, and it works. That's cool, man my accuracy went up big time but what's your favorite thing to hunt you, you hunted all pretty Man, much all of the. World.
1: yeah i've been fortunate that you know and that's how i said internet i didn't even kind of follow that up the international hunting stuff at the time i was doing that was oh probably 2010 2011 and the internet wasn't new but a lot of uh, booking of hunts to the internet was a fairly new thing so i was representing a lot of outfitters all over man from spain and africa and uh, europe asia all around and so i would get to go on some of these hunts either with guys that i was booking or go check them out so i've gotten to hunt a lot of really cool places and really neat stuff but frankly just like anybody i'm i'm a diehard whitetail guy and i just i just love my family has had a farm almost for 100 years and i just love strategy and trying to grow them big and trying to hunt them and get in on them and especially with the trad bow you know that just makes it twice as, as fun
0: so but that's like me here in northern illinois my family's the this piece of land it's five acres but we've had it for like 80 some years yeah so yeah a lot of good memories i'm sure man yeah yep. yeah and so, uh,
1: yeah that's that's what i love about you know this time of year too everybody it's a weird time it's not turkey season yet for the turkey guys and it's not fishing time really yet you know some diehards are out there but now is well, my favorite know, time to get like out there, right? Did but, you? yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I love to get out right now, and I'm hanging stands and trimming shooting lanes like a nut just because it doesn't get in there in August and September and messing my places up. I'm I'm weird that way. So and like if you have
0: snow on the ground, you can exactly see where the trail is and the trail of corridors and all that makes everything a lot easier. And people don't think about that.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, it's way easier.
0: Like um, I don't know
1: if you know who the.
0: Oh, these are old, like, track guys, the Wenzel brothers. Oh, they're my Gene idols. Brothers. I'm sitting here
1: staring at one of Gene's bows right now. I've got a sign. Okay.
0: I've so, I, I read a couple of their books, and he they, they scout all year long. Yeah. And it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Man, those guys are, I mean, all Roger Roth are the Wenzels, and Bobby Worthington, and all those guys are the true, true, like, those guys really just know Whitetails in and out, and and they know more than a lot of people these days will ever know about it. And I, but long story short, yeah, I think they are constantly
0: students of the whitetail, and you got to be to yeah. kill kill monsters. So. Like I've had a I've had trail cams on my property before, and I don't use them anymore because we have uh I have neighbors that like to borrow borrow them. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I just said I said screw it, and uh, I ran it, and I've seen. Two of the biggest bucks on my property this year than I've ever seen before without no cameras. And I probably, they probably were coming through and I never got it on camera, or they could be new. But we have CWD up here pretty bad. And our yeah. DNR has been like sharpshooting Lama for the last couple of years. So I wonder if they just got pushed on from a different property.
1: I've heard a lot of people talk about the yeah Illinois management of the Whitetail herd and the some of the struggles it's had recently. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I'm in my mid forties, and man, I guess it was probably twenty years ago years. it was like Illinois was the place everybody talk, I mean I did yeah. dream about going there I'm sure, sure it's still wonderful I mean I don't get that it's just not
0: you like you got you got Polk County and you got like the three surrounding counties or all that like the like used to be like the big the big buck Mecca, yeah, then I have friends that uh own land down there that the, i go to church with or i used to go to church with them but uh they moved out of state because it's by a pediatrician and ecologist or something like that yeah and um but his family owns land down in Pope county and ted nugent leases the land from them. wow so yeah i'm not saying there ain't anything wrong with uh, ted nugent but uh my buddy adam said there's so many outfitters or people leasing land or, and just let people go hunt. There's no management really.
1: He yeah. Goes, and a guy from out of state's coming in and spend his money. So he wants to shoot something and I get that, but then he shoots something
0: that needs another couple of years. And, you know, yeah. yeah. And it's like that around here. We have a hunt club down the road from us and these guys, uh, they're, and they, they're the first, we have a, I live in the County. So we have a volunteer fire department and they have a pancake day every year to like raise funds. Yeah. And we were sitting there a few years ago and this is when they started giving CWD tags out and it was just over the counter. You could buy as many doe tags as you wanted. And three guys took 18 to 20 does off oh, like my area. then the next year they wondered why they, they had no population. I go, well, you just bombed a factory, man. Yeah, totally. I go, totally. I get CWD is a thing and it needs to be taken care of. But if you wipe out all the does, I mean, you're gonna have no population.
1: Yeah, you could not exactly not only take in one doe and or her fawn. A lot of them have double, you know, twins or even triplets. And,
0: yeah, like know, just I hit last spring, I hit a hit a doe with my car, like a quarter mile away from my house, and I I called the DNR and I got my sewage tag from it and all that, and she had three three she had three fawns in her, and wow. I, I tried I tried to get them out before, but it was too late okay but I don't that's know. crazy yeah and the dnr came and took the dead fawns and test them and i don't know what they did with them but yeah what happens you know yeah but at least they shouldn't go to waste right i agree with that i, I know i i my buddy he's uh he works the national forest service it's out in, uh, it was out in montana he was telling me like wyoming wyoming you can't claim kill.
1: really Yep.
0: Well, they don't you want I, people actually trying
1: to, to do it or something, or wonder why that is, you know?
0: I don't know if it's Wyoming or Idaho, but I go, you can't claim road health there. He goes, no. So he goes, a buffalo got hit right outside of, right outside of the national parks. It wasn't Yellowstone. And uh, they had to, like, I guess they come and pick it up and uh, distrib- distribute it out to needy families, which that's good.
1: Yeah, that is good. I, it's at least not I, I, going
0: to waste. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. Uh, so, so what's so, the, I mean, was
1: that? Two is the Illinois a two deer state or two buck state? I'm sorry.
0: uh was it you one? Can buck? Take, you can take two bucks with bow. Then okay. I think you can. I don't shotgun hunt because it's too expensive here. So <laughs> I think I think you're allowed two bucks with shotgun too, but I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that. Okay was one I know you definitely can take two bucks with archery equipment okay and i've been uh, and I've been hunting a lot of public land here I know it's like a new thing to do, but I mean it's like a big big uh big rage now, but when farmers don't let you get on get on the land anymore because people sue them or or yeah. destroy property and so i went i found a i found a decent sized piece of public land is a state park, and I read all the read all the like because they give us a quote like I don't know if they do it. And you're from Missouri or Kansas? Rip, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. I don't know if on public land Missouri gives you a like a a harvest number of deer we taking year out of a uh, heart out of each uh piece of public land.
1: I haven't seen it if they do, so they they might, but
0: illinois illinois does this and i went i found the one with like in my area with the least amount of deer taken off of it yeah and i uh did my homework i didn't i didn't get one this year but i had a people say um you want to read really, because you got to sign in and sign until people are on this there's no deer here well i was <laughs> i was either grunting and rattling it in and it's all like it goes from egg land to like grassland a little little bit to a pine forest and it goes all up here. He'll like uh it was sort of reminds me of like many Ozarks a little bit. My dad lives in Arkansas. Yeah. So he's yeah. got these rock bluffs up to like hardwood oak and oak and hickory. I'm going, uh-huh. why wouldn't deer live here? You got everything to heat and you got water going through there. Well I'm sitting there and I, I grunt and I I just think grunts back at me i i'm sitting watching through my my binoculars and he's here he's chasing eight does down it's a big eight point buck but there's no way you can get to him he's down in the dry wash and it's so thick in there i I watched him for two hours chasing dough around jeez and uh i didn't tell nobody and there's another guy i hunt with out there and he goes yeah i saw but then on the adjacent property to it the private property you got one of these uh I call them like millionaire mansion blinds, the like the yeah. tripod with the air conditioner, and all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and people say there's no deer. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> but, and like we I, were talking. Uh, go I, ahead.
1: No, how did you do? Yeah, real quick then. How did you decide to pick up the bow? What got you fired up about it?
0: Okay, I'm not dropping com- uh, company names here, manufacturer names. Well, I have cerebral palsy, and I had a a brand new bow and i was in my tree stand and i had my head my i had a hand spasm and i dropped my bow and broke my cams
1: yeah
0: it was they went warrantied out because it was my fault mm. and so i just went to me and my wife got married and she bought me a a martin recurve for a wedding gift and i never went back hmm. that's pretty cool then yeah again 'Cause I can throw that throw that trad bow out of the tree. I mean I I'm not gonna throw it, but if I drop it or if anger kid don't go pick it up and I'm not worried about my sights or anything.
1: Right. Absolutely. So, and then just I think guys forget how much fun it is just to shoot a bow. And I think that's the coolest thing about a trad bow. It just gets back to making it fun again.
0: You yeah, know? and it, I think it becomes more like intimate because you have to be you're not shooting you at like sixty yards. Yeah. Like yeah. my my philosophy is twenty and in. Yep. I mean I can hit a, I can hit a, I can hit a a 3D target at 30 yards all day long, but gear's is not a 3D target. They they're not stationary. Right. And a lot can move from a even a long trad bow, compound, crossbow, even rifle can a lot can change within that 30 yards by the time you Absolutely. pull the trigger and hit the release. And uh that's it. I mean, so do you uh
1: do you small game hunt you said with it too? Rabbits, oh, yeah. And squirrels? Yeah. And...
0: I shot not with my longbow, but I shot a pheasant master with my recurve. Nice. And uh two rabbits. And it was, it was it's fun. It just keeps everything uh it's fun. I my yeah. buddy that my buddy's a who's a sh- strictly compound shooter, we were out pheasant hunting and he goes, give me that thing. And he had a shotgun. And he took my recurve and he was flinging flu flu arrows all over the field. <laughs> Yeah, I said, now, he goes, What do you do when you run out? So you go pick them up. Yep,
1: that's why you got bright fle- fletchings, man.
0: Yep, exactly. yep. No. Uh, have you I, done any
1: bow fishing then, man, with your recurve or compound? Either one,
0: I, yeah, I used to when I was younger, but I got where I where, where I have walleye fish, there's a it's like a dam, there's a dam, and there's a slough up above it. and yeah. I mean, in the springtime, these guys would go in there with bowfish and just, like, pile up the, like, buffalo and carp. And, th- and sort of like, sort yeah. of, like, turned me off of that. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat, I'll eat, a like, a buffalo. But yep. I'm not, like, I, and I fly fish, too, and I fly fish a carp. So I would rather catch a carp and let it go and catch it again. <laughs> I just you know. think of—I don't
1: know when did say Illinois too. I think of those flying carp and or whatever flying, you know, invasive
0: we, fish. And we got them up near me, but it's like I don't know if it's got too cold and it killed them off. But I don't see as much as I used to. Well,
1: that's good. That's real good. Yeah, because those—I mean, I'm not a huge fisherman, but I know those have a negative impact on all. Other fisheries, yeah. right? I mean, not only they take over yeah. so much space, but don't they eat, eat eggs and small they eggs?
0: And... They're, they're filter feeders, but they eat the plankton that everything feeds on.
1: Oh, that's it. Okay.
0: So, and I don't know if you've seen this, like, in, like, in store, grocery stores, you've seen, like, the fish advertised a sway. Yeah. All that is is big head and silver cart. Really? And it's actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a white meat. It's a, I thought... Yep. Yeah. All right. And I don't
0: know why I mean, I don't know why people, I mean, I know you. I've been on the Illinois River where people's actually caught them with jigs and everything. Yeah. And, uh, and they say oh you snag them but they I've seen people hook them in their mouth and all that stuff.
1: Well, then let me ask you that. Like when you're said you're fly fishing for carp, are you just presenting like a uh, real soft fly back in the end of a shallow or you know, are uh, they
0: So, I throw, I throw a crayfish pattern for them. And uh, they'll chase like the big common carp. They'll trace them down and he-, he eat them like a smallmouth too or a largemouth bass. No kidding, man! I didn't know yep. that. And it gets like I don't know if you've ever like fished for bonefish in the Caribbean or anything like that. No, I haven't. But it's like the it's like the poor man's bonefish, man.
1: Sight fishing them and all. Yep, that. Yeah,
0: sight fishing them and dude, they will snub you. They'll come right up to it, look at it, and they'll follow all the way to your feet and gone.
1: Well, let me ask you. Then, how do you like? I mean, I'm, I don't know what size hook you're using or something. But how, is you have any trouble hooking them in that? You know, the soft mouth like they are.
0: You know, do they suck it right up? Yeah, they suck it right up. Okay, down. Uh, to, okay. And most time, you'll see them either turn sideways and there'll be a cloud, a cloud of mud, or they'll just hammer it with mud and you use. You'll feel the weight, dude, and you watch the tip of your fly, fly line and it'll twitch and you. So they're
1: almost like ingesting it more than they're biting it. Then they're like, they're well, yeah, like, they're, they're sucking it right they're now. Them deep. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: And uh at least my experience are and I you can get them to eat on top too. they and especially like, they call it the mulberry hatch when the mulberries are dropping berries in the tree.
1: Yeah. I
0: tie a I have a I got this free uh purple uh beer koozie and I've hooked yeah. a hook to it and glued it in place and some like a uh, little like a rubber leg of bait up there to stem and threw that out there, and they've ate that. I caught channel cat like that. No kidding, Bark. yeah. Hmm. Have you ever caught a? Have you ever tried
1: to fish for gar with, with fishing tackle? Or,
0: yeah, I have, and we don't have that many here, but we I've like since it's been warmer this like in the summer, I've been seeing a lot more. Uh, because as we get getting it's like cold as it normally does around here. We, I used to be ice fishing by November, like the end of, like right when the rut starts here in like November, Yeah, you have to make a decision, either you're going to go ice fishing or you're going to go deer hunting.
1: Okay.
0: And, uh, it hasn't been like that for 10 years, it's always been warmer and warmer and warmer. Like I didn't get out on the ice until like December, like after Christmas this year.
1: Yeah, it felt it took a long time to get cold, cold this year. I thought, you know, and we didn't have very much snow. I say that, and we got about eight or ten inches out my window right now. But this is the first wish, heavy snowfall we've had here.
0: I wish we did because, like, our rivers here are so low. Like, I know, like, I didn't even know there's gravel bars even there. I can physically see them now. Wow! So you're a wintertime
1: I, fisherman too? You said
0: you went out oh, a few days ago. I ice fish. I'm right. done. For, I'm done for the season. Uh, uh, like the big thing now is instead of like, your big ice auger, you get an adapter, it goes on a battery powered drill, and you, you punch it through like that. Oh, so, so, uh, so you know, do you know what I like a pop up ice train looks like? Think of a – yeah, yeah, pop up blind almost, kind of, yeah, 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 it's not like it's not like a gear like sled. Yeah, well, her, I uh, I was moving spots last Friday. And I dropped some stuff, so I got. It was a little bit windy, and I figured I have enough weight in there, it should be fine. And it wasn't. My it was the 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 wide part of my tranny wasn't towards the wind. Well, the wind. I'm walking up to it, and it's on ice, and you have you have ice cleats on. It. Well, you can still slip. So I'm like walking like fast as I can. Cause I see my tranny starting to blow, yeah, and lift up right as soon as I get there. The thing, the wind shifts and it blows and starts blowing. It blows, it rolls it over. So I get everything taped back up, get my electronics put back, get in there, start fishing. And all of a sudden, like, w- there's like, I don't, these things, I don't know. Do you know what a tip-up is? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I had a tip-up. My buddy, Cody, that was out there, he was an initiating, and he goes, hey, you got a tip-up up. So I unzip it, go out. Well, right then I unzip it. The whole thing inflates like a parachute. <laughs> and I go, shoot. Literally, I'm inside of it. My head's sticking out. And I start going across the ice from one bay to the next. Do
1: and they I, have I, a bottom I, in them? Or are they like a pop-up blind where it's just open no, bottom? they have a bottom in them.
0: Okay. okay. So it just takes off. And I'm going across, and my head's hanging out. And I hear him laughing at me. He goes, you look like, – and I, he, he calls him myself my cell phone and I said, what? He goes, you look like a dog in the back of a pickup truck there. I said, yeah, very <laughs> funny. Yeah. But, when
1: you're ice fishing in Illinois, what are you really what are you trying to catch then? I mean, uh, uh, everything panfish.
0: Yeah, crappie, bluegill, okay. northern walleye. uh It just pretty much bit mostly panfish, dude. Like crappie and perch and bluegill. That's like I I catch. Occasionally, How deep are you, I mean,
1: I've never really done it. How deep are you fishing with these? Things? Like six feet under the ice or twenty uh, feet under the ice? I
0: mean, dude, it, it all depends. Like Friday, I was marking fish. I don't have like the traditional like ice sonar one. My buddy has a couple like I don't know if you have boat, like a helix uh fish finders. Well, we rigged them up. We put them in plain old tackle boxes and and mount them up in there, and make them so you can por- make them portable. Ah, that's it, nice. It, it works, and we I was we was fishing twenty feet of water. I was fishing in six feet of water, hmm. and then the make it make a to get back on my uh, ice auger drill uh i i was getting ready to leave and this old guy was trying to cut cut a hole with a, a hand auger and i go i'll help you dude it's okay no problem so i'm sitting there cutting zipping down no problem i get the hardest part to cut on i don't, have you ever ice fish before no uh-uh. like the hardest part the the hardest ice to cut is the one closest to the water okay so like when you break through that's gonna be the hardest part of the hardest part of the thing because that's when it's really gonna grab well, it grabbed and cut the hole and the bit broke and the auger went all the way down to the bottom of the lake. Oh. And, uh, I, it was my, I bought the bit and I bought the drill, but it was my buddy's auger we fish with. So yeah, now I have to go out and buy a new auger.
1: Oh, what did that set you back? I mean, how much is those? Uh,
0: if I buy a brand new one, like 75 bucks, if I go to, uh. There's this place called Leward Inn in Janesville, Wisconsin. It's like thirty minutes away from my house. It's it's like I call it like the outdoorsman's uh Goodwill pretty much. It's all resale stuff. Yeah. I can go get I can go get a used ice auger, the same one he has and just go buy a new blades where it costs like forty five bucks.
1: Man, they always have those stores everywhere. I've never I mean never even seen one of that that's something like that. That sounds
0: Dude, awesome. It, 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 and that's like like if you like if you're like an old like you're a Birata guy. Yeah. He has like he has a whole collection of like off the awesome wall broadheads. Like, uh, he has bear razor heads in there, but he knows like how much those are like the original bear razor heads are worth. Yeah. So he's not going to let them go like dirt cheap. Right. But then he's got, uh, uh, I think they were made in the 80s. My dad had some. They're like, they're like conical head, but they had like, <laughs> it reminds me almost carpet knife blades, like eight of them around it. He has a bunch of them in there. Just crazy stuff. Like, stuff from the 50s. Very cool. Yeah. And he's... he's just. And I don't, I don't know if you know about, like... Have you ever heard of, like, fish spearing through the ice? Like, they do it, like, in Wisconsin, a bunch, in Minnesota and out west. And they cut, like, a big hole in the ice, and they sit up there with spears.
1: Oh, yeah, I've seen that. with then like, he's, like... Forked spears. To, yeah, yeah and then
0: yeah. he's, like... Ha- you have, like, a wooden decoy, a handmade decoy down the water. He's got okay. tons of these things, and... I had no idea like they were worth that much. I thought they were big like musky lures or pike lures. And I go, no, I go, where's the hooks at? He goes, they're not. They're decoys. And he was showing me this personal collection. He has decoys now it's like worth like twelve thousand dollars. Wow. It's like a niche. It's like if uh, say since you're a track guy, say if we got say if me and you found a bow at a garage sale that was a Bear Kodiak, limited edition. Like I'm just with like glass screen right. and it's signed by Fred bear. We would know exactly that has a value to it, but that person that's selling it. Oh, it's 35 bucks.
1: Right. Oh, 80s. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't. And I, there's a, I, there was a lady selling a, a bear, original bear takedown with arrows too, the old fiberglass arrows still in the box and everything like that. Yeah. And she wanted, I didn't have the money on it. I went there and bought a, you know, the old shoe uh, bark camo back in the day? I'm wearing some right now. Yeah, okay. Exactly yep. yep. There, the, he had a uh, bib overalls for sale. It was their late husband's. Yeah. And the knees were a little bit worn out, but like it was, it still had a lot of life left in it. And I we have a lot of shade bark that around us, so oh, it that's in an perfect. awesome pattern. Yeah, yeah and it's like, and it was, a, it was a grayish white black pattern, so it blends in perfect. I picked up for uh, like 12 bucks and this guy was trying to like finagle, finagle her down. She was selling that whole takedown kit and the arrows for like 45 bucks.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So, like I said, ma'am, don't take that money for him. And he looks at me. I said, don't. I said that. Do some that, research. I said, do some research. You you could like go on vacation. Yeah. And she goes, are you re- serious? And I like looked it up real quick. I said, that bowl alone is X amount of dollars. And he had like, he had razor head, glue and razor heads. All new, probably, and pretty. From the box, had came with two sets of arrows, the old Grayling quiver. Oh yeah, man. She he he got that and then he passed away and he never used the thing. Come on. I well, said, if I had the money, I would get it from you and I would never use it. It was I would put new it old stock. stock. Yeah, that's
1: brand new stuff. Yeah. Stock. yeah.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. What, okay, what's your, since you've ate a bunch of wild game, right? Yeah. What's your favorite one?
1: Yeah, it's probably this big, um, uh, Eland. It's a big, you know, African antelope. It oh, literally looks like
0: I, a bull, you know? I know what it is. I know what it is. Uh, don't they have a, the, aren't they free range in Texas?
1: Yeah, I think they have some front free range down there. They got a big dewlap kind of on them, and yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Then there's a, kinda... uh, I can't believe it. I don't, one of our friends wanted to go down and hunt with them. Audads, uh, that's it. Yeah, there's the cool sheep looking, yeah. Yeah, they're, I, they're from India, though, I think. And yeah. that's, my, uh, my brother moved out, moved out east. He lives in Pennsylvania uh, in Philadelphia and they his fiance's family has, right down the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland and he wants yeah. to go, home, uh, well, the Sika
1: deer what are those? Sika uh, yeah, deer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Sika deer. And they have, uh, he, uh, he acquired, uh, to some property there right in like the, in the brackish swamps. Yeah. And he goes, they live, they, they're loaded in there with them and there's 20 tree stands up and everything. Man, you gotta go, you gotta go do that. That'd be pretty yeah, cool. I don't, I don't, it's money though. And Te- I mean, I would say tag Te- is like maybe like 120 bucks because yeah. I'm just going to go hunt that. I'm not going to go with whitetail or anything. Yeah, but yeah.
1: Have you heard them? Like their call? called. It sounds like a scream
0: almost. Yeah, the, it, um, it, it sounds or whatever. Like a, a little bit. Oh, I was in Yugo this summer, or I should say last summer, for uh, Father's Day slash my birthday. And uh, I heard it. We had elk walk. We rented a cabin right outside, uh, right outside Gardner, Montana. It looked down right on the town. I mean, it was in town, but we had elk like walking right through our cabin, like right in front of our cabin and everything. And hearing them like scream, that's what it reminds me of. Like, uh, they're the I think they're called. Oh, yeah, I think they're called. St- the males are called Stegs, right, and hinds, if I remember right. On the, uh, uh, I can't think of the name now, dang it. Oh, and the male, the males remind me of like a little bit of a, a cow elk call a little bit. Are you still there? I think I lost time. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, they're like <laughs> a high pitch kind of
1: almost howl kind of screamy. I don't yeah. know how to describe it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's
0: I mean and my uh my buddy Hans who uh, lives in the forestry department or uh, works for the forestry, National Forestry Department who lives in Montana. Yeah. He uh he's living on he he filled he filled his white tag. His mule deer tag and his elk tag this year. He hasn't had to go gross shopping for a long time. No, I'd say not. I said what do you, I said, dude, what do you go grocery shopping for? He goes, chicken.
1: <laughs> something different. A little something different.
0: Yeah. That's it. And he, uh, he ice fishers and he he goes, these boys around here, man, they're all they're all for the trout and stuff like that. But the yellow, lower Yellowstone River, he goes, I don't know if you know where Fort Peck is. No, but um, you like it's like 30 minutes away from his house. Okay. And if, uh, then I guess it's called the Lower Yellowstone, and uh, it's loaded with walleye. And He's from Wisconsin. He goes, "This is so easy." <laughs> he goes, I, "I I catch I." And they 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 consider them. They don't they don't like them there because they're not native. Like, they got like nudes. a trash
1: fish or yeah. invasive or yeah. and He goes,
0: "You guys, you guys don't know what you're missing, man. This is the best fish you can eat." Yeah,
1: I I take exactly a walleye over trout any day of the week for eating.
0: yeah. I mean, I like you're in Missouri. I don't know where you're at, like where you live in Missouri. Kansas City, but we don't have yeah. very
1: many walleye around here at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I would say like if you go up to oh, like Donathan Air Donovan, Missouri. I don't know if you know where that is in yeah, northeast. I do. My dad lives in Maine at Arkansas, which is like nor, uh northeastern Arkansas. And Donathan's like a stone throw away. It's like fifteen minutes away. You got the current river there. That yeah. current river is loaded with walleye and nobody fishes for him. Crazy. Yeah. So. But, we got, yeah, we've got
1: a couple lakes around here that have musky in them, but we don't have any pike that I'm aware of and very few walleye. Ours is mostly crappie bass and, and bluegill, you know, panfish stuff. And then, of course, you got your rough fish, your buffalo carp and gar. But,
0: now, do uh, yeah. you know what sheephead are? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Now, those are pretty good to eat, too. I'd, uh... My buddy that started me started me pretty much bow hunting. He owned a bait shop down the road from my house. He was like a modern day mountain man, I would say. He like, right. cause he eat trapped and he trapped, hunt, hunted, and all that, and fished. And I would always catch him with walleye fish and throw them back to us. What are you doing? That's like the perfect size, and it's cold. It's cold water outside. Well, he showed me how to flay them. They taste like if you do it right, they taste like oysters almost. Really? Up. Because I guess they eat clams and crayfish. I didn't know that. I always thought they were junk fish. Yeah, I did too, honestly. But that's interesting. If you get them off, get them in cold water, clean water, and I guess they only can like live in a sort of a certain demographic. So the water can't be that dirty, or they won't survive. Okay. Well, so if you have them there, you have a pretty good, you have a pretty good, uh, pretty good watershed. Hmm. I didn't know that. That's interesting, man. It
1: really is. Like, yeah, I never, never knew that.
0: Now, do uh, you uh, do you hunt for mushrooms at all? Yeah, I do
1: some. I should more. I mean, I basically, what I'll be, I'll be shed hunting, and I'll, if I find <laughs> mushrooms, I'll grab them. I probably should do it the other way around. But like,
0: I've I've I shed hunted, and I've I think I've only found one antler a day in my life. But my buddy, that's he has, he's a licensed mushroom hunter here in Illinois. Yeah, he'll find. He'll like. He'll give me. Tons of shut antlers he finds me he's out morale hunting in the in the springtime and <laughs> yeah. deadhead. He's yep. got this one he's got this one non typical. I don't I I have to send you a picture of it. I have to get it from him. But it's it's like fourteen point non typical. Yeah. It's got a normal size non typical wreck, but then it's got an antler growing in its middle of its forehead straight up like a spike. Oh, that's super cool. Like a unicorn. Yeah, yep. I go, what the heck? he goes, how he goes, you deer hunt, Joe Explain it to me. I said, I think that old boy got hit and had head damage, and it just started growing out of there, or yeah. been genetic mess up one or the other, one or the other, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm cool, not a but... biologist, but that was my educated guess.
1: Did you get out and mushroom hunt some then? Did you try to I, yeah,
0: I, I go with him and okay. I help him find it, and he throws me a little bit of cash.
1: When you say license, does that mean that, I guess, I mean, obviously you can do it for a profit then, so you can go out and sell? He,
0: he can sell it to restaurants. Okay. So he, he'll, he'll find, like, kind of the woods. Like, we have that around here. We have morels. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Used to be, like, the, the cream of the crop. Now we got gold, golden oysters, and they're from Asia, actually. But when the, a few years ago, we had that big hurricane on the East Coast. And they're they're cultivated from like Maine down to like Maryland, and mm-hmm. they need like they di- uh, some farmers cultivated them to make profit. And well, I guess when that hurricane came through, it blew all the spores this way. Yeah, so they're they're here in Illinois now. I didn't know that. And yeah, they're we're. Out, I'll send you a picture. They're they're. I go. What are these? He goes. They're golden oysters. No, they don't grow around here. They're from Asia. And he goes. These these are golden oysters and. My well, behold, he took me to the, the Asian market and showed me them. Then took me out and showed me the ones in the tree. He'll do the one and the same. Hmm. <laughs> they're like going for like twenty seven dollars a pound at the Asian market. And uh, uh he goes, "You, you take these into Chicago and any of the suburbs. You're gonna come back, uh, make a pretty penny." No kidding. But they grow, no like, they grow like they grow anything from like. On on a basic tree, all the way up, like fifty feet up in a tree. So, wow. yeah. What do, yeah. do you know? What morels
1: go for a pound? I've always wondered. If in that. <laughs> I mean,
0: up here, like if it's a good year, dude, they can go dry weight or wet weight. Wet weight, they were going for like seventy five dollars a pound. If you got a wow, like man. a dry a dry weight, there you're looking like premium mushrooms. He took uh, like three pounds into. Uh, Lake Zurich, Illinois, and sold him to like, like a fancy restaurant there, and he came back with almost four hundred bucks. Dang, that'll
1: make it worth your time walking around. Yeah. you know,
0: yeah, yeah. And, I, and and the spots where we look, like he taught me. He goes, you figure you go out like in the middle of the woods. He walks rail, railroad tracks in town, and finds them. Really? Yep. I find I find some cool stuff walking railroad tracks with him, just like. I still like shouldn't be there like a big a big buck road i'm like i live in rockford illinois i don't know if you know about that it's like the third biggest city in illinois yeah and i live obviously i live out in the county but my edge is still rockford uh but uh we'll go on there we're we'll walking we're known as a forest city and we walk along this train tracks and there's a big bluff and it's like and like a i don't know if it's a what you want to call like mini ridge or a big bluff but it's all wooded all along either side of these train tracks and a big big buck rub and you can you find where you, big old big old uh scrapes and all that. I'm going, You gotta be joking me. I'm joking. He goes, No, I found I found a set of antlers here. I go, but were they little? He goes, No, they're your average eight point. He goes, probably about I go, what do you mean average? It's about like 14 inch spread. Going, wow. I said, if he's gotta be here, that means there gotta be ladies here too. Yeah. And I, I should do know. that. I
1: should walk some railroad, man. I mean, I've got some by my house and tracks and it hardly ever sees train activity, you know, just go out and just check it out. And yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's the time of year I've been looking. I'm just starting to look for antlers. I always kind of start date is usually Valentine's Day. And so I I try to get out and. I look a lot, man. I'm not one of those guys that found, you know, it finds eighty antlers a year, but I, I'll find twenty to thirty every year if I if I get enough time at it. I just I, didn't,
0: I didn't know there was like like money like involved in. I thought like finding. I think to a lot answer. of the
1: Western guys do that. They'll sell them <laughs> yeah. to antler buyers. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I didn't know you. I, mean, I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: I think and, that takes some of the fun out. Like the ones I'm looking for are places, either farms that I lease or that I have or my own farm, because I want to see what the deer are. You know, if I was just walking to just grab random antlers, I don't know if it'd be as fun. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got I got mad. I
0: was not that piece of public land I to- was t- telling you about earlier. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't even January yet. And this guy, I had a, it's a bunch of like, you know, a bunch of, I don't know if you want to call them, coolies or drainages or little valleys or yeah meadows or, I was Don went from this guy, and I was—he was down below me. I was coming down, and it was a ten-point buck. And for public land around here, it's pretty good, right? And uh, I'm getting close, and I'm, I'm making my way down. I leave my backpack up at the top, sneaking down. And here comes this guy riding his dog for antlers in like December. Ugh! Oh. He goes, "What are you doing out here?" I said, "Oh, I'm just walking around with a bow, bow and arrow, just for the heck of it, man."
1: right i said
0: do you read that sign back there he goes yeah he goes, i don't know why they have the gates closed i said yeah it's because the archery's in here dude have you got anything yet i said no not at all because i'm here looking for antlers i find a bunch out here all the time me and my dog and i turn around and i go have a nice day yeah i just kept on walking
1: Oh. Well. Uh, that's a that's a bummer, man. That's the only bummer about public is some guys just don't, you know. I mean, I'm I. I
0: people, like I don't. There's no. I was in a ghillie suit, so there's no way he would know I was even there coming down. Right. Like if I if I like I had blaze on orange, I think I would have stood out like a, a sore thumb. Yeah. I and he was, a, he was an older guy, and I'm pretty sure he would have probably backed his dog off. I don't think he knew the deer was even there. Probably not. So, I don't hey, know.
1: When you shoot out of your ghillie, did you did you tri- I have, I bought one last year and I haven't even pulled it on to shoot yet. Have you, have you trimmed your arm back pretty well, or do you? Yeah, you got, it, you got it, what do you do? You, you,
0: got it, you got it, almost got you got to trim it bald on the inside. Okay. We got and I got a cheap ghillie from the Army Navy surplus store. Okay. Because I didn't know if I was going to like it, and it, I mean it's it's worked. I mean I haven't I haven't harvested a deer. I haven't harvested a deer in like five years. But I'm also shooting with tread equipment. I seen it crap here. But, either but I was asking him. a
1: guy about he said, you know, he said he, well, he likes to stalk in him, but the best way he does it is he carries it in his backpack and he doesn't put it on until he gets to like a deadfall or somewhere where he wants to set up for an hour or two. That's and, that's what I do.
0: Okay. I'll carry my backpack and, and a lot of times I just put the jacket on. I don't worry about the pants because like I don't know where you hunt, we have a lot of like public land has a lot of like briars like Oh, um, they're yeah. blackberry black patches. Yep. And, uh, and just catch on everything. Yeah, catch, catch on everything, or you come back and you walk through and You couldn't, you wouldn't see no cockerbirds. You come back and think loaded with cockerbirds. The ones that I want to, uh, now my little brother, he was, uh, he was special forces in the army and he's retired now. He's out. And he said before I go into Arkansas this, this year, he's going to make me, uh, make me one of their ghillie suits. Yeah. And he goes, it's going to be way better than any store bought one because you 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 can physically stick stuff in it. Okay. And I, in. I go okay. I and then he showed me how to modify mine where I can stick stuff in it. So like, the back back of my jacket, I'll stick like oak branches in if I'm hunting like oak or and pine. Yeah. And,
1: Would do you take a little stool with you, or do you just kind of literally just lean up against it? I mean, with a well, again with a longbow or even a recurve. Like you I, have I, a little I, off the ground a little
0: bit. I I wanted to take a. I, was, I think i was, like, I used to bring like when I fly fish, I used to bring like a bunch of junk with me. I would have a backpack. Now I'm down to an Altoids can, a, a set of a uh, tippet material, and my fly rod and my waders. Well, I'm taking that, I'm taking that aspect of bull hunting. I don't want to carry a bunch of crap, but I used to carry a stool with me. Now I just lean up against a tree and squat down. i okay. maybe that's why I got covered in ticks this year, but <laughs> gotcha gotcha and i don't know the more i the more i bow hunt public land i i'm thinking about getting like a frame backpack they just quarter out the animals yeah some the place where i hunt i mean you can't take a truck back there to go get them you can't take an atv back when i go drag them out you gotta drag them out and i'm going everybody else's tree stand set up like on the perimeter and i'm going like deep Far in there in. yeah and uh
1: Cause yeah, even if you get a cart or a sled or something, you still got to pull it. I mean, I don't know whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, gut free deer is whatever, one hundred and twenty pounds. I don't know, one hundred pounds. But yeah, I mean, our, yeah, our,
0: I'm figuring our average deer up here, like the like the yearlings are like one hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, I mean, and if you shoot, my dad shot a shot a doe that filled us at two hundred and ten. Jeez, so it's it's corn. I mean, you got them down there, low, like. Yeah. My like my little brother says the deer are getting bigger in Arkansas. And like they're pro, like their section of Arkansas, you got like they're right on the like foothills of the like Ozarks. So it goes from like Ozark Mountains to like cornfield soybeans. Then you go into the rice paddies towards uh when I mean, you start moving like northeast Arkansas. Yeah. Or northwest Arkansas. And uh he goes, It's crazy. He goes, the deer keep getting bigger. He goes, when when they first moved down there, him and my dad, he he's uh ten years younger than me, and my dad remarried, and he's my he's my half brother, but he's still my brother. Right. right. And uh, they always said my dad brought the bigger deer down with him because my grandparents were already living down there, and my aunt was, and all of a sudden they started seeing seeing uh big deer. But I'm not a big I'm not a big feeder kind of guy. It's not yeah. my my cup of tea because I can't, I can't do it up here. I've never hunted hunted off a feeder a day in my life we can't missouri either yeah and uh i got thinking i go all these people in arkansas are seeing bigger deer but they're dumping hundreds and hundreds of pounds of these of corn in these feeders or soybeans they're getting the same type of nutrients as what we get up get up there they're just getting fat and happy yeah oh yeah
1: but man if i shot a deal like that back in public though anywhere i'd have to call a buddy i just tell you man i mean i don't know i mean I'm impressed with the guys that do it all themselves, you either drag them out on a cart or on a sled or throw it over their back. But man, I'm, I'm getting too old for that. I'd have to have. And
0: like my son is 17. He's six, seven, 240 pounds. Yeah. The, the, the last deer I shot that I, 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 I wounded one this year. I shot it in the shoulder joint. On my property, and I never found it. And it wasn't with your broadhead; it was with another company. <laughs> so, right, right. I I didn't get the best penetration. Oh, uh, yeah. and uh, I like a, I I shot a deer. I hit it farther back. And it was a, a nice. It was an older deer, a big eight-point buck. Uh, and it was the day before Thanksgiving. Well, I I let him, I let him bed down and. Uh, our property goes from there's a big drainage i don't know if you want to call it it's not a drainage ditch but there's a culvert up on the road but it's all like a limestone dry wash that goes down yeah and there's, there's a big pine ridge and i knew right where it laid down well i went to bed and i figured i'd go back out and get him because it's supposed to get warm well uh, my neighbor calls me at eight, eight o'clock in the morning it's only like 75 degrees he goes did you shoot a deer last night i go yeah what's well. Isaiah's girlfriend slash booty call, whatever you want to call it, hit hit a big buck. It's laying in the neighbor's yard. Lo and behold, I had my arrow stuck in it. Oh. <laughs> and it was laying right on our neighbor's up, like three feet away from the front door.
1: Oh man.
0: So I I uh I drag it home, I'm dragging it down the road in my pajamas. My wife goes, What are you gonna do? I said, I'm gonna field dress it. Well. I had to call since I got hit hit by the car and shortly called the police. I had to go get a sewage tape for it. Okay. So I I got to save my deer take Like I, I got it in yeah. sewage tape, but man I was only able to save save there's two front shoulders and a back strip. Out of it. She hit the thing. I don't know how fast she was going, but she had a lifted jeep and it messed up the whole front. I don't know. And lo and behold, I didn't get the I didn't get the skull off it because my my neighbor's son took it. Oh. It was cho- it was a chocolate antler too. Dang man, that's a bummer. Yeah, and they bummer. they bury them there. They like I don't know how you do it. I boil them. Yep, same boil. Here. They bury theirs in the yard. Oh, like because they have land like we do, and they bury them and go get them next year. <laughs> he forgot we buried them. Ah, I'll go. Dude, i do so, that forget? You know, I said, dude, that's a crock of, cr-. croc of something else. Right? And I said, dude, you got this thing at your house. I know you do. And yeah. uh, said, I've been chasing that deer for three years. I said, good for you. I said, yeah, you can hunt my stand anytime you want. You didn't want to do it because you were chasing something else. Right, right. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's his it's his dad's stand. That's it's an old ladder stand in the seat the original seat got chewed up out of it. So they put a two by four on it across. Yeah. I, we shot three deer out of that stand so far. No kidding. And it's like the lucky stand, I guess. I don't know. It's the most uncomfortable one. Yeah.
1: It doesn't sound that comfortable to, to No, a lot of time standing.
0: Yeah. Oh, a little bit. Or I was smart. I went out and bought one of those heat seats. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those take that nice. up there, but you can't leave it up there. And we've tried to put like the foam, down but squirrels eat that yeah yeah No, have you have you saddle hunted
1: i haven't i've never been i never just haven't gotten into it i'm not you know, I, don't know it, I'm gonna, but...
0: I don't know if i'm gonna jump on that train or not me and uh the rancher were talking about that he goes yeah those those boys from uh oh, I can't it. hunt in public do it and he goes you won't believe it. it's he goes it's pretty comfortable i said i don't like i don't like climbers for that reason my big thing is my biggest fear is my foot, my foot, uh the foot piece I'll drop it up. I'll be si- sitting up there and yeah. it'll be down at the bottom of the damn tree. Yep. Yep.
1: Well, and I don't hunt a whole lot uh, you know, whatever like super mobile stuff. Maybe I should, but I mean I had a lot of as in my family farm and some some farms that I've been able to access for years. So I pretty well you know, not as I only against it. I just it's just not my style of hunting. Right?
0: Like the and all the like the public land I like Illinois has the thing is you can't nail and you can't cut, you can't like fasten. You can ratchet, you can ratchet rat- trap them down, right? But you can't like cut branches off the trees or create shoot lanes or anything like that. Okay. So I never, yeah. All right, <laughs> my dog wants out. <laughs> uh, I'll get her out in a minute. Okay. uh but uh. Yeah, I, I just, mean, how do you
1: even how do you hunt there very well then? You know, almost you, yeah. yeah
0: so there's there's a place, in a, north of us, like right on the Wisconsin border, set so of public lands. It's called it's called the Rockton Bog, and I don't I don't care if I name drop because it's public land and there's people hunt it. It's like it's opening day of archery season. You can't there's there's not yeah. enough parking in the yeah because it's surrounded by private land and there's egg land all over it. And but you go you go on there and depending on how much water you are, you can't even access half of it if you don't have A, waders, or B, a canoe. Hmm. And uh, this year, you could access it all because the water level was down. But I took my one buddy in there, Cody, who I hunt with. He's a bigger dude. Uh, and he... Hang on, Tom. Okay. Get my coat on. He's running to the door. I think he's still there. Yeah, George moving back home. <laughs> i had a, I had a stroke uh back in 2006 oh uh, so i had to move back home and my house and everything and they're getting my parents are getting older now so i'm healthy now and they're getting older so yeah it worked you help them and yeah, it's yeah. A deal. and my kids are kids not my kids love their grandparents oh i bet But, uh, that, but that land is, we were, we were out there in January and I'm standing on moving water. I'm watching it go, the water's so clear. It's all, it's, there's artesian wells there. Yeah. And most times they don't freeze, but it was like 30 blowout and we were out hunting because it was getting towards like the end of the season and I'm standing on artesian well and you can see it going, going underneath my feet and. My buddy Cody starts walking on the bog. I said, You might not want to do that. I go, Why? Well, it's dry ground. I go, so, I said, No, it's not, dude. That's like peat moss. Right? I said, Dude, you're lucky it's like frozen. <laughs> he goes, Why? I said, Because you'd probably be up to your chest in it, and I would have to call like help to get you out. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I
1: think the saddle thing is cool, but I've, I said, I don't know. I just never really gotten into it, you know, never really tried it.
0: So, like, hmm. I have a canoe, and i I never put in for like spring turkey tags because it's a it's a, like a lottery system here, and yeah, we never had that many turkey in my county before. Now we were loaded with them, so I'm hoping to get an over the counter tag after everybody puts in for layers. You just get the leftover tags, yeah. And uh, there's public land on this island that goes across the on the river that the highway cross crosses. I'm thinking about taking my canoe down there, and I hit a turkey flying across the river two years ago, a big time. And when we fish it, you can just hear them. If you make any certain noise, you can get them to shot gobble, and the island just just goes off. If one gobbles, they all gobble. That's cool. But That's cool. I don't know, do you turkey hunt? I, I mean, I have a handful of times,
1: but I'm not one of those guys who's all you know crazy about it. I just never have gotten that into it. So, I was gonna
0: say with turkey season rolling around, are you thinking about making a dirt nap thing? A dirt nap thinking about making a turkey head.
1: We've got one that's been pretty popular. It's called the Shred Head, and it's okay. Know, it's a, yeah, yeah. I I know what
0: a, I know what that is.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty popular, but yeah, you know that picks up this time of year. But but yeah, I don't know. I've never, I'm, and I've even thought about those, you know, big big broadheads with decapitation broadheads, and I've never made one of those. But I don't know if guys still use those like they did at one point. You know? No, big, I know.
0: Uh, I know uh, Magnus makes a bunch of them, and I yeah. watch videos. But I wonder, like tuning wise. Yeah, dude. A, I wonder tune. even.
1: Yeah, how many blades you go through even trying to get it tuned, or how it even flies? Mm-hmm. That huge, you know. And yeah.
0: at that point, I would. I'm not a mechanic guy at all. I don't. I don't. Right. uh I worked the once one season at like it's a smokehouse here in town, and uh, they just process deer, and I saw. A bunch of like failed open i was oh, picking yeah. blades out of them and yeah. i was just getting them and like, dude i got and i'm not saying that they don't work but the bows are getting faster and the same design heads so they're they're punching through and not even having a chance to open up yeah it's
1: not so much too. the
0: head the head fails is the fact that they're they're set up so dang fast yeah
1: yeah, our, our Shredhead is almost like hitting them with a pitchfork, or I mean, it's intended to clog with bones and meat and, and stuff. Because what it you know, it's to disable the bird, basically impart all yeah. that pressure from them, the kinetic energy into the animal, and it You will hit them high, you
0: continue. watch them die. You hit them low, you watch them go. Yep, that's about yep.
1: it. Yep. Uh, you gotta be ready to jump on them, but
0: yeah. So, I don't so know. what's the most remote place you hunt hunted here in in our uh, North America.
1: North America. I've been out to uh, Wyoming and, um, of course, some places up in Canada. I went up for um, Saskatchewan out in the middle of middle of nowhere for Bear, and that's been a lot of fun. But as far as North America, that's probably the most remote I've been is those two places. I still want to get up to Alaska, and I'm going to one of these days. I just haven't done it yet. So.
0: Yeah, that's on my bucket list. Just used to go up there.
1: Yeah. I mean I'd love to take a caribou or some sort of hunt, ideally a bear hunt, but I just want to see the place.
0: More than anything, you know. Well, uh, you now you've been to Canada before. Didn't you say yep. that? Yep. So my for my high school graduation in 2001, my stepdad took me to Eagle Lake, Ontario and Ontario to go fishing with his his buddy's son that graduated too. Yeah. So I had to go to the bathroom and we pull up to this island. There's like, there's no outhouses out there. Right. So all of a sudden I hear this noise behind me. It's a big freaking bull moose. Wow. So I'm running with my pants around my ankles. And my <laughs> stepdad's pulling the boat out already. I jumped from a rock and landed in the boat. Didn't step on any fishing poles or anything. And he, this big bull moose came. Oh. <clears throat> I have no idea, dude. That's, That's probably, awesome. i'm never gonna forget that till the day i die no
1: i don't think you would that'd be Uh something stick in your mind
0: yeah and i don't know i mean i've i've heard people go like getting getting gored by bucks and all that stuff and getting up and close personal with i would be i think i think i would be more afraid of a doe with fawns than i think i would be a buck maybe not if they're in rut or not but yeah, I'd be more worried like getting walking up on one that's not quite dead and
1: get kicked in the head or the chest or something like that than I am actually getting like gored or impaled by one. You know, I guess a big a bull moose. right, that'd be a whole different deal. But as far as like deer species, I'd be more worried about that type of thing than
0: than him stabbing me. You know? No, you since you've hun- you probably hunted. You said you've hunted Africa, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I
1: love it over there. It's yeah,
0: no, you killed buffalo before?
1: Yeah, yeah, I killed a buffalo, and that was. <laughs> That was a lot of fun in Zimbabwe. But that's, yeah, that's a different, just a whole different type of hunt over there, man. It's awesome. Um, yeah.
0: And I, uh, you, I, you, since you're a broadhead guy, you probably know who, uh, I'm probably not going to say his name right. The doctor, the, the broad, the heavy broadhead guy. Ashby. Ashby. Yeah. I read his book, and he talks about taking uh, the Asiatic buffalos in, in Australia. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I'm not, I think I'm getting that close with a stick bow and yeah. praying to God I hit it. Yeah. And but then I'm just physically, literally
1: testing out stuff to see how well it killed, you know, what if it does not kill him? Well, I mean, I know a lot of his stuff was done on already, you know, post mortem dead animals, but still. Like, a,
0: crazy. You know, stuff. who, you know, the old, the, I should say old guy, the guy, you know who Monty Browning is?
1: Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> I listened to him tell a story on a podcast where he was, he was, I think it was Africa. And he shot, he shot a, no, I don't want to say a, oh, uh, not a water buffalo. Cape uh, fly, yeah. K-Buffalo. Right? Yeah. And he was uh, staying on a thing and all the, all the, the guides or, uh, yeah, yeah, native guides were like, oh, it's surprising because he got a complete pass through and all that stuff. Then they realized his eyes were still open or his eyes were shut. Shut. Oh. <laughs> He's standing on the thing and everything. So then he took the guy's rifle and put it down. Wow!
1: <laughs> I don't... wake you up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like, go uh, crazy. Oh. We That's... had a we had a coyote get hit out here, and uh, the neighbor kid went close. I think it's dead. It's eyes are shut. I go, if it's eyes are shut, it ain't dead, buddy. I get away from it, and I went. I went and tried to go. Go get, go get our go get my gun and came back out. His eyes were all open after he just died. Oof. I'm 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 not a big coyote hunter either. I mean, I know they do damage and all that stuff, but right. I'm not it gonna. They're it. so it's,
1: smart, man. They're just they are awesome animals. You know, I know a lot of people I, like hate them. I don't hate them. I think they're no. amazing.
0: Like I've shot it, I've shot at two out back at my on my property, and every time, I don't know if you hear, hear the arrow cutting through the air. They put them brakes on and the air goes. Yep. Oh. And they run, gosh. they
1: don't mess around. They're getting out of nope. there, you know? Yeah.
0: My buddy Cody, he takes care of, uh, the, is a cattle farmer across both his house. Yeah. And it's, it's like the farmer cattle farm probably wraps around his property. And he, uh, he controls the coyote population there. And he goes, he goes, I think the more I kill the bigger litters I have. <laughs> I've heard that. Honestly,
1: I have that they'll you know self-regulate kind of. They'll when they know that their numbers are down, they'll bump a bump. I don't know if that's true or not, but I I think
0: I, I'm pretty sure. I think I think yeah, it's got to be because he goes the one he he took like forty-eight coyote off his property, and then he had tons more next season. Then that following season, only took ten. He goes, I probably didn't see any. Crazy. I don't know, man. Uh, what's your dream hunt?
1: Man, I don't know. Right now, I'm kind of like we're talking on this Alaska thing. I'd really love to do a brown bear with bow and arrow in Alaska and have it be terrifying and exciting at the same time. Compound or stick bow? Stick bow, man. I mean, talk about the, you know, you got to do it all the way if you're going to do it. Yeah.
0: Kodiak Island.
1: Yeah. How about you? What's oh, yours?
0: Oh, uh, um, my dad, he has, has cancer remission. But if I could go like this fall, off all- – all four of us boys are going down to Arkansas to hunt my dad. Yeah. So if I can make that happen, actually, my, I haven't seen my dad in twelve years. Okay. So just, just life, man. You yeah. live in Argus, I live in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Try yeah. to make that
1: happen, man. That'd be pretty yep. cool.
0: And uh, we have access. Like my grandparents bought land. And they bought. 300 acres. My aunt has land, then he can the land that's a, the big ranch next to him. He had that's his best friend, so we can hunt. So, i like, that back, back to the March, so National Forest, yeah. So, we have a crap of land to hunt. But okay, I always ask everybody this Bigfoot, real or fake, man. And my answer is would change
1: if you'd asked me that same thing 10 years ago. I'm going to be Captain Bringdown and say fake because I think by now with cell cam technology and trail cameras, I think we'd have seen it. Yeah. But I still liked it in my mind to believe they're real, but the in uh, me says they're fake. What do you
0: think? I'll, I'll tell you this. I had experienced hunting Arkansas on my grandparents' property. I can't explain. And, no. uh, yeah. And there's a shotgun laying out in the woods that's I left there and took a run at. <laughs> you call me a chicken and it wasn't it wasn't no dang bear I'm 6'5 I'm no I was 6'6 six, six then wow I a bit. and this thing was taller than me and my Damn. dad in front of me all these years and we uh, there's a pond that goes down to the old like with the, they call it the old house no one lives in it now it's like a cinder yeah. back a cinder block cinder God, block yeah and the cedar trees grew up, grew up there, and when I was a kid, it was all like, yeah, it grow like little cedar trees, like northeast, north, uh, northeast of Arkansas has, but then it's grassland. There used to be a lot of quail down there and all that. There still is, yeah. but now the cedar trees have took over, and he said he was driving his gator going back to the mailbox, and he saw something step from the pond, cedar trees, put one foot on the road up into the other cedar trees. Wow, and it was, it was bipedal. He goes, "I believe you know, You saw something." I go, "I don't. I don't go in that section." The thing about this is, I had a a turkey coming in a tom on a string, and all of a sudden, the woods went quiet and started to stink real bad. Yeah, like, like someone like like ten skunks went off. That's what I. Would t- that's why it smelled It was horrible. And that turkey, and you know, turkeys just don't fly yeah. off. You right. flew off and went up in the tree. And I saw this thing peek around a tree at me, a dead oak tree, and it's sort of, they have like oak. It's all like, uh, I don't know, do you have a well where you live? Yeah. All oh, their well, like my dad's well down there is above ground that's how high the water table is.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's all like spring fed and sort of, I don't want to call it like a swamp, but it's like a spring marsh yeah, area. Low area, but,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And then in that area it's like there's oak islands like these big uh you go and you walk all this through you have to wear muck boots in there and you walk in and all of a sudden you hit a dry spot and that's where turkey on it and you go and i saw this thing peek around a tree and my dad went back that time i showed him where it was and he goes what are you telling me this thing's like eight foot tall i go uh, yeah dad and this thing peeked around the tree had hairy hands Go, what the hell is that? I thought it was a bear because that bears down like go, that's got to be the biggest black bear I've seen in my life, and it wasn't a freaking bear.
1: It makes you, you know, almost the second part of that question I would know, ask people is, and if you saw
0: one, would you shoot it? And, and it's like, yeah, you know, that's a tough. One, like the legality on it. Right. If you shoot it, that's the only way how uh, it's going to be recognized. Did you shoot the last one? That's not next question. And are you gonna get? I hate to say, it, are you gonna get fined for shooting a?
1: Right, I mean, uh, known
0: species or un, uh endangered species? I or would
1: just the backlash you get from the public, man. You yeah, you shoot a a deer that people know around a park, and all of a sudden you shoot it on a private property legally, and people freak out. Imagine me yeah. a Bigfoot,
0: you know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I don't know, like that guy that the that dude that went over to Africa and hunted that oh, lion. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that I don't know storm. if it, yeah, I'm not a like I'm not a like a um oh, what's the technical term for it? Dang it. Like, around my dad, they have all uh, these game preserves, like the high fences. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And like that, when we hunt a property that's adjacent to that, my dad does, and he goes, you can hear elk. I mean, Arby has its own elk population. Right. But when they're, like, in the rut, or, I think they call it, yeah. isn't that what they call The elk rut. I don't know yeah. if they have a different name for it. But you can hear the elk on the high fence and the wild elk. Bugle back and forth with one another. Wow! And he goes, and he goes, yeah, it's crazy, but he goes, I would never hunt that, hunt that high fence because, to me, I don't care how big your property, is, it's still an enclosed area. How wild right. are? And he got a point there. And I, have, I have friends that hunt high, high fence all the time, but it's harder than do anything I go, I'm not saying it is. And then my my little brother was stationed in Hawaii for a while. On the Big Island, I don't know if, if you ever hunted feral goats there. I haven't. No, I've he heard goes, that they're dude, skittish. Yeah. Oh yeah, he goes, it's, dude, it's 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 probably because you had so many eyes. There's so many of them. You got so many eyes watching you. He goes, he, he goes, but you can hunt in certain parts of Hawaii. You can hunt feral cow. You can hunt feral chicken. You know, obviously you got pigs. Well, yeah, goat. that's
1: like we're talking about Australia, Doctor Ashby. I mean, there's like camels over there and donkeys and all sorts of stuff. People don't know yeah. that to talk about, but you can hunt all that stuff, feral stuff over there. I mean it's running wild. It's truly wild. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is it like look at New Zealand? I don't know if you've ever hunted runs steak there. I haven't
1: there, but I'd love to. Yeah, I mean they consider like the, the Himalayan tar invasive and
0: you know, it's just yeah. like crazy. There had they had no predator. I don't think uh I, New Zealand has no predators. Yeah, I Does think it? you're right.
1: I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I mean I manage guess. it somehow, yeah. And I know market. I know I. Market hunting is a big thing over there, yeah. but that's how you control it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just
1: a different conservation model than ours. I like ours a heck of a lot better. I'll just say it. Yeah, that way, you know.
0: <laughs> I had yeah. a. We. Have, I have a good friend. He's from. I don't. I don't know if it's even called Burma anymore. But he he came over. He went. He fled the. He was. He's Burmese. He fled from Burma to Thailand when they're having uh, the genocide there. Yeah. And then he came over, come over here, and he wanted to go hunting. Well, I go. You have to get a hunt license. He goes. What's that? I go. Well, I said you have to get a hunt license. So I tell him to go get a hunt license. Take him to the hunt, hunter safety course. Then he goes. Well, can I hunt with? He goes. What do you hunt with? I said bow and arrow. And he can, that dude can shoot a bow, but he's been shooting one all his life. I mean, he's from like the mountains, (laughs) right? but, uh, I, uh, I told him there's a roadkill deer out here. His whole family came here to my house, cleaned a deer in my barn and they took everything. Wow. And I don't know. I mean, I, I take when I, when I do a deer, I take the heart and the liver I don't take the lungs or a kidney or the intestines or anything like that, but
1: they took yeah. it all. People are. I mean, it is different cultures. are just different people. Like I had a, one of my uncles used to cut every single slip of rib meat out of between the ribs and just like you know, everything. I just
0: never probably sh- I should do some of
1: that, but I don't. Like, you know,
0: just my here's my thing is I to, I didn't get a deer this year. I wanted to try. I make I make good barbecue ribs. Yeah, and I don't like smoke them on the grill. I actually I parboil them in beer. And onions. that I yeah. put them in a pan and do it in the oven, and they just fall off the bone. It doesn't matter if it's beef or pork or anything like that. I want to do that with deer ribs. So everybody's yeah. like, either leave them or cut cut the meat out and put them in the. Menu. Yeah. Yep. yep. I want to try it, and I've never got a chance to do it yet. Hmm. Because when I hit that uh when I hit that deer, what my buddy was already doing, what your uncle was doing, he came out here and pro- helped me process, because split split it with him, and I was gonna take. I was going to leave some of the some of the back strap on the upper portion of the ribs and do that. Well, he already had it all gone. Yeah. I said, dang it. He goes, goes, what are you going to do? I go, I said, you're going to make ribs. He goes, well, they're tough. They would be tough. I go, have you ever ate them? He goes, well, no. Everybody gonna... just assumes that. Right. But no yep. one's
1: really done it much, I don't think. I'm sure yeah. someone has been, but... The other day that I'll show you my little dirt nap recipe of the day then on that is a uh, neck roast. You know, normally I like either turn it into jerky or never a big fan, but man, i got it turned on a recipe a couple of years ago where uh, sweet baby raised barbecue sauce really could be any barbecue oh, sauce. That's what and, I use. And then a can of Dr. Pepper and put it in the crock pot with a neck roast and cook it all day. And man, it just turns into like these awesome barbecue loose meat sandwiches. They're no, freaking oh, delicious. Impressive.
0: We, uh, I do that with a uh, pulled pork. I've yeah. not. I've done. I've not done it with Dr. Pepper, but I do. I use the whole. I get old Milwaukee beer and put a can in there. And I yeah. don't know if that cheap beer helps it break down. Yeah. And it just. It doesn't matter what if you use a fork loin or uh, butt roast or shoulder. It doesn't freaking. And then yeah, you all can you can shake it. If there's any bones, it all falls off. Yeah. But uh, That's good stuff, man. Uh, oh, i gonna say no, dang it.
1: Were you at? Did you go to the ATA show this year? I didn't. No, we've gone for the past what are almost ten years, but I did not go this year.
0: Nope.
1: I think Uh, that that show. I think that I don't know. I think the attendance was really down this year, and I think there's a lot of reasons for it. But
0: it'd be interesting to see how that goes. No, I've never been to like ATA show. I I probably could finagle tickets and get in there if I wanted to, but uh, I never. They never had one like up near me. I think right. the closest one was near, near me was Indianapolis, and that's still yep. like seven hours away. And I, I don't know why they don't have like in Chicago or Milwaukee or anything like that, but they don't.
1: Yeah. So it's Louisville or Indianapolis, at least the last several several years have
0: been there. And uh, I guess they, the shot show is opened, the last day is open to the public, but like tickets like astronomical. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I do a lot of. You know, regional shows too, a lot of stuff in Wisconsin and and uh, of course the Iowa, you know, monster. Buck, you but the, the,
0: the big uh show in uh Chicago? I've never been to uh uh-uh, uh a show there. Yeah. No. yeah. It's uh outdoor uh Chicagoland outdoor sports show. It's dude, it's like one side's hunting, the other side's fishing. Then you got like boats in the middle. Huh. But it's like you the whole uh have you been to Chicago? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they do it at the old Rosemont Horizon or the McCormick Place. Okay, so it's pretty big. Yeah,
1: I mean, about a lot of people in there.
0: Yeah, and the whole and I think why attendance have been down. Everything like the whole COVID thing. Everything's been restricted. Which yeah. I don't. I had it, and it's nothing to play with. <laughs> yeah,
1: did you have it recently, or did you have it last year?
0: I had it when it first came out. And me they too. didn't know what it was. They kept on saying it was like a viral, like a uh, viral infection, which it was.
1: Right. A bad one. Yeah.
0: A bad one. Yeah. I got, and they told me like, I was, a, af- I was afraid when we went to Yellowstone that I have undersized lungs anyway, but man, again, like working up to that, like I was hiking, uh, hiking every day, but like going up inclines, that I was getting winded, like real bad. I do not know how I was going to do with the elevation change or anything like that. Yeah. And I made it
1: but yeah oh, it does change it changes your life so you know, oh, i know, yeah. i don't i'm not gonna say this last strain isn't bad but i don't think it's nearly what the first first strain no. was oh so. no
0: i think that first strain took, took us all by surprise and we didn't know how to do it we didn't, yeah. had no idea what it was it was like if me and you were all hunting a tree and we never saw a rhinoceros before and we tried to shoot it with 40 pound stick bubbles right
1: you don't know what you <laughs> don't know. Yeah,
0: you're not gonna do well
1: Oh, yeah. Well, man, I, I probably need to get hopping here pretty soon. But I,
0: all right, dude. It's good talking to you, brother. It really
1: was. i I'll send you me, some man. pictures and
0: yeah, keeping. I'll send keep you a couple pictures since you're into shed hunting. I was I was going back with my buddy Hans that's out in Montana. Sent me some good. Uh, he found a big mule antler, and dude, I was trying to because it looks like a freaking club. <laughs> is it really? Oh, yeah, that's so how big serious. it is, dude. But Sweet. yeah, oh. Uh, I'll see if I can get you back on at a later date. And do you have any uh just coming up for dirt nap?
1: Any any big announcements or anything? We may have yeah. some in June, right before because our big you know, buying season is July through, you know, basically everybody getting ready for season, July, August, and September. So yeah, man, maybe let's touch base like early yeah. summer, late May yeah. mid June. Dude, or that works.
0: I have you plug plug product line? Hey, do you have any more of those uh crack uh spoon and crack uh crack pots here club?
1: I'll check. I think I sold out of them, but I'll see if I've got one down there. I'll let me all see right, what, dude. what size are I, you?
0: I want to go I want, wanted to go buy one so you were all sold out. So
1: Yeah, we might we might oh. be completely sold out then, but I'll check. What size are you? Are you
0: big size? Extra large. Size? Extra oh. large, large, somewhere in there. Let me see what I got. I'll see if it I got it. Depends, it all dude, it all depends who does the laundry. If it's me, I shrink it. <laughs> okay. But you're married, you know how it is. So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. All right, brother. It's good talking to you, Justin. I appreciate it.
0: Appreciate you.
1: All right. We'll see you.
0: See you make it fun from your very first shot broadhead barn your local archery pro shop has it all bows crossbows arrows, sights and so much more all products are backed with their expert service try it before you buy it and make your next hunt a success at broadhead barn archery is what they do broadhead barn 6335 lamar road reno texas follow them on facebook and shop online at broadheadbarn.com This episode of Midwest Mania Outdoors is sponsored by the BroadheadBarn.com, home of Red Arrow hands down the best cover scent on the market. Go visit TheBroadheadBarn.com for all your archery needs. On our next episode of Midwest Mania Outdoors, my guest is Lan Tawney. From Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Association. We're going to talk conservation and his relationship with Jim Posworth. <laughs>